0: Listen up, y'all. We've got dates and a location for the 2021 DSO Connect Retreat. We've booked an amazing house in beautiful Cape Coral, Florida for July 23rd through 25th of 2021. We're going to have a virtual option as well for folks who aren't super comfy with traveling just yet. So whether you're joining us in Florida or joining us from your living room, mark your calendars. Again, it's July 23rd through 25th. We've got some great things in the works for this year's retreat, and we're going to be releasing more information soon so stay tuned but in the meantime you can grab a replay of our 2020 retreat the virtual retreat includes amazing business content including studio reset marketing and social media developing your inner leader building community and getting the most out of online platforms Kajabi and Trello plus there's great teacher training content that you can share with your staff like honing your teachers eye for ballet building your tap curriculum jazz fundamentals, contemporary and improv for the young dancer, building a solid structure for hip hop, and so much more. Catch up on all the amazing juicy content from our 2020 retreat for just $197. Go to DanceStudioOwnerConnect.com and click on the Retreat Replay tab to grab yours today. And don't forget, mark your calendars for July 23rd through 25th for this year's DSO Connect Retreat in Cape Coral, Florida. See you there. And welcome to the GSO Connect podcast. I'm Casey. I'm Robin. How's it going, Robin? What's happening?
1: It's going well. I'm getting a lot of work done here in Florida. I feel like I've I've uh, eliminated all distractions in my life, so my days consist of wake up, go to the gym, work, relax. That sounds amazing. Sometimes we'll like go out to lunch or go to the beach, but for the most part, on the Monday through Friday, it's Gym work, mega relax. Like mega float relax. Put in the pool, in the pool um, get in the hot tub. Wally serves me dinner. Maybe watch an hour of Netflix, and then by nine o'clock, I'm drinking sleepy time tea and like falling asleep.
0: <laughs> oh my god, that's the dream. That sounds amazing. I need some mega relaxing in my life. I feel like the other day I was like, okay, I need to relax. And I needed to put it in my calendar. Like I have to schedule relaxation into my day. And all I did was like lie on the couch and stare at the ceiling for 30 minutes. I was like, okay, time's up. My relaxation
1: is done. <laughs> but it's I, because what, what are we doing in our regular homes that are so different than what we do on our vacation? And I don't really think feel like I'm on vacation, but I do try to mesh vacation into my work day. Mm-hmm. But What am I not doing? Like, why do I have so much extra time down here? I don't know. Like, what was I doing in Pennsylvania all day?
0: I really don't know.
1: Maybe you'll get back to Pennsylvania and be more efficient. Yeah. I think living with a lot of people in your house, there's just a lot of extra conversations and things that happen. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't want to eliminate because they're my family, but that takes up a lot of, you know, passing through time. Mm -hmm. My mom walked through and she's talking to the cats and I'm like, "Um, okay, we're talking to cats now. (laughs) Let me take a (laughs) pause from what I'm doing and I'll go talk to the cats too. Oh, I'm always talking to the
0: cat. (laughs) The dogs and I have conversations throughout the day.
1: That's good. That's good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so today we're going to talk about all things organization, which I'm super excited for because I am a person who like thrives on organization, but also uh, is bad at maintaining it. So I have like created these very specific personalized systems that work for me and I'm able to maintain them um, because I've created them. So I think that you know, what we're going to talk about is what works for us. And hopefully it will inspire our listeners to create their own systems for that work for them.
1: I think in a okay. perfect world, um, we're all super organized. And I think that in a, right. In a real world, we all have our weaknesses, but um, mm-hmm. I think that habit is a powerful thing. And if you can yes, habits and routines around being organized even if your day isn't perfect, because nobody wants to have like a robotic hyper-scheduled day, but even if you can schedule your day in um, in chunks that are relatively organized and you can create those habits, then I think you're going to be going in the right direction overall. If you wake up in the morning and start your day by, I don't know, um, turning on the TV and eating a, you know cookies or Pop-Tarts or something, and don't really get off the sofa till noon, that's not a great habit to launch your productive, organized day.
0: But then again, if you do that and you're able to get all of your stuff done and it works for you, then, you know, maybe shorten the TV time or maybe like... Add some vegetables to your cookies. But, like, if it works for you and you're still being productive and you're not falling behind on stuff, then you shouldn't feel bad about not waking up at 6 a.m. like some mega morning people do. Like, I am not a morning person. My day will never start at five or six in the morning. I have a, a group text with a few of my friends who are very much morning people. And today, the group text started at like 5 30. And I was like, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> So I've, like, I've tried to very much, like, not feel guilty about sleeping to a time that's, like, that it works for me. It's late to some people, but I still get my stuff done. So there's nothing wrong with it.
1: Sure. And I really do believe that you have to create your ideal schedule for yourself around your own body rhythms. And your. Mm-hmm. you know, if you're at the studio till 10 o'clock at night, certainly you're probably – going to be up a little later winding down and therefore sleeping <laughs> a little later in the morning. But my, what I meant was y- you've got to be productive for you. And and everyone's mm-hmm. going to have, you know, times during the day that they're kind of indulging or relaxing or, you know, having something decadent to eat, but where you place that in your day needs to work for you in your system. Yeah. And if it com- completely overrides your system then that's not going to work either.
0: (laughs) Right. So we've got some specific categories of organization that we're going to talk about, including our calendars, our daily tasks, how we organize photos, how we organize digital files, and how we organize our paper files, which is like so not sexy a topic, but I think it's really important. And I don't know about you, but especially right now when it's like uh getting ready for taxes and all of that fun stuff and um, maybe you're discovering that your paper system or your digital system is not really conducive to being that organized and getting things prepared for your accountant so so let's talk calendar first um so robin what have you found that works for you to keep your um your calendar and your schedule organized
1: sure so i used to be a paper calendar girl and I would have the open calendar book on my desk at all times that I would refer to. The problem I ended up finding with that was you're at the dentist and you need to reschedule. You're at the hair salon. And you need to reschedule and you don't have that giant book with you. So I did move to more of an electronic calendar. And just recently when Holly started talking about those Aaron Condren, um, paper planners I was like you know what I'm going to give this paper thing a try again so I'm kind of a hybrid I have my my Aaron Condren planner on my desk at all time open to, to this week so I can at a glance see what's going on and what I normally do is I'll put the hard appointments on there like if I, I have a DSO connect call in the morning that'll be on there um, if we've got you know If I've got a a staff meeting or something on Zoom, I'll put that on there. And um, so I can see where my hard appointments are. And then I'll fill in with a couple of um, big tasks that I want to get accomplished that day. And the goal is just to check them off. And there's a lot of gratification in doing that little check mark, check it off the list. But if you put, I've learned that if I put 10 items then I feel defeated and I don't even take it seriously anymore. It's like, I know I'm not going to get all that done. So why even try, just do whatever you want. Like, so I only put three tasks. And then if I don't get them done, I, instead of putting a check, I'll put like a little arrow, meaning kick it down the road to the next day and then I'll write it on for the next day. Um, But then you can't end up on Friday, having eight or 10 tasks that you kicked down the road all week. So you really have to feel like you're on top of it. Um, And I always try to eat the frog first thing in the morning. And Casey was just like, what are you talking about? Eat the frog. Yes, but I love this. Please explain to our listeners what eat the frog means. So if you had to eat a frog every day of your life, you just had to, that was the agreement. um, Would you prefer to eat it first thing in the morning and get it over with? Or would you procrastinate, save it till the end of the day and just be miserable dreading it all day long? So the concept is whatever- I love your that. Big I love that. Or worst task, most difficult, what, the, the things you really wanna just get done for the day, just eat the frog first thing. Yeah, in the so I heard this thing from Glennon Doyle, who's an
0: author that I'm uh, reading right now, um, where it's basically the same concept, but it's eliminate the time between the knowing and the doing. So once you know that you have to do something, some sort of task, that's not like, you know, an appointment at a specific day and time, but it's something that you have to complete. Um, Eliminate that time and just get it done because the time in between the knowing that you have to do the thing and accomplishing the thing is just misery. (laughs) And I am that person who will just think about having to do the thing, but I can't get myself to jump up and start the laundry or, um, you know, respond to that email that made my stomach drop. Um, but But the time in between is just misery. So just get it done. Just eat the frog. I love that.
1: And then one other little um, example that I, and I always tell my kids, my kids are young adults, and I'm trying to teach them how to be, you know, productive members of society and efficient humans in their day-to-day life. So, you know, as parents, sometimes we get really naggy with our kids. Like, did you, um, I don't know, did you Take the trash cans down to the road. Did you take the trash can? No, I'm going to. Did you take the trash cans down to the road? I'm going to. Did you take the trash cans down to the road? I'm going to. Brendan, you know how you get me to shut up? Take the trash cans down to the road, and then I'll never say it again until next week. <laughs> but it's the same thing. It's like you've got that nagging voice in your head that's like, oh, yes, I, oh, I got to do that. Just do it. Then it's yes. over. Then it shuts up that nagging voice in
0: your head. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, um, for my calendar, I have found that I cannot over schedule myself. I mean, I can, but I should not over schedule myself with specific appointments or specifically timed things throughout my day because it quickly becomes overwhelming and I can't get all the things done that I need to get done if I have so many specific timed um, appointments or calls or whatever. So I like to have one maximum of two things in my day, whether that's a Zoom call with my DSO Connect, ladies or a doctor's appointment or a hair appointment or a meeting with one of my employees, something like that. I like to just have one of those a day and I put it in my calendar in my phone. And that way it's just easy to keep track of. And I know if there's a dot on that day already, I have to pick a different day. And that's just how I have come to appreciate my own way of working. Because if I, Even if, even if I have like a whole, like, okay, I've got something at nine o'clock. I could schedule something for three, but if I schedule something for three, I'm not going to get all the stuff done that I have to get done. So I just can't schedule something for three.
1: (laughs) That's a really good point. I found that too, especially since I've been in Florida, because a lot of my meetings have been on zoom even more so than just 2020 in general. It's like (laughs) one day I had like six meetings, I was sitting here at the table from like literally nine to five or something. And I was like, okay, first of all, when am I actually implementing any of these th- plans that we're making? Right. And secondly, I feel like I'm, I'm like going crazy from the screen time. So yeah, I think you're right. There should be a, a nice balance between hard appointments and um, time to implement or time to think right? Exactly. Yes. Okay. So next up is how we organize our
0: daily tasks. So we talked about how you schedule your calendar, how you organize your, um, your appointments and all of that stuff. So what about your, you know, what you actually have to do in a day, what you have to get. So
1: for me in a perfect world, I could, you know, if, if you, if you boil down the things you need to accomplish into just very broad categories, like, um, fitness or you know well-being or um which would include like salon time or whatever um work time at like focus work where you're actually working and producing and creating something not just doing tasks responding to other people's emergencies and um respond you know checking off little tasks off your list maybe there's family time maybe there's you know veg out time but if you can kind of design those chunks into uh, broad concepts and then, say, allocate a certain number of hours each day at a certain time that you're just going to work on things in that category. For example, I've been getting up earlier because in Florida, the sun is very welcoming and encouraging to get you out of bed. So I've been getting up at around seven or 7.30 and then I do my my morning routine. And then by nine, I'm in my, you know, Zoom call mode and um, I, I'll eat my frog. And then by 11 o'clock, I'm at the gym and doing, you know, that kind of thing. And maybe if I need to go to the salon or something and take care of me and my my physical body, Uh, That's in the afternoon. And then when I come back, I'll get some more, you know, responding to tasks and then maybe get some focus time in. And then it's wind down family time, maybe do some household chores and then veg out time and then bed. So like if you can... I guess my point is keeping it broad, like keeping topics, like from this hour to this hour, I'm going to focus on this topic, as opposed to at 9.05, exactly, I am going to be checking emails, you know, but just kind of keep it like this is this period. And these are the general things we're going to be doing in this period. And however you arrange that is going to be specific to your, to your life. So I have found an app that
0: has been amazingly helpful to me. It's called Routinery. And it's supposed to be like a habit forming app. um, But I use it kind of a little bit differently than what it's intended for. It's basically a timer and a to do list for me. So I will create a, um, a, a a routine or a list of, my, of tasks that need to get done and assign an amount of time to each task. And this can be anything from like, you know, your morning routine, get up, drink coffee, take a shower, you know, or, you know, whatever those things are, um, or like your workday, um, answer emails, answer phone calls, or, you know, respond to voicemails, um, you know, work on this specific project, you know. And what I like about it is... <laughs> My brain is not good at time. <laughs> like I am so bad at determining how long a task should take or even determining like how, how much time has passed since I've started doing a thing. Like it could be five minutes or it could be an hour and a half and my brain cannot tell the difference. So if I have this routinery app, it says, okay, this routine will take you two and a half hours. And so I know, okay, if I started at 1, I'll be done at 3.30. Press play on the routine, and it cycles you through. And then it says, okay, it's time to do the next task. And it prompts you to start the next thing. So it keeps you on track. And I, I love it. So it's kind of the opposite of what you were just saying, where you like to have like broad categories of time. And this app helps me to like organize my time like minute to minute. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it works for me and I love it. Another thing that I do is on Fridays at the studio before I leave, I write out a task for myself to do each day of the week for the following week. Yeah. Um so maybe it's and maybe it's the same task each day and it's a bigger project like the summer schedule. Um maybe it's specifically like okay work on the preschool program summer schedule on Monday, work on the camp summer schedule on Tuesday, work on the accelerated program summer schedule on Thursday. You know like but I I write it out on a little whiteboard that I have in my office and then when I get to the studio on Monday, it's right there. I don't have to f- figure out what I'm doing. I don't have to like retrace my steps and, and get back to where I was before. I know exactly what I have to do. Um, and that has been really helpful to do that on Friday for the next week. I love that.
1: Yeah, that's great. Uh, do you ever get that feeling where it's like, I, I got to get to the studio or I got to get to work. I have so many things to do. So many things to do. So many things to do. I can't wait to get to them. And then you sit down and you're like, I have no idea what to do. <laughs> I just know that I have a lot to do. I just don't know what those things are. Absolutely. Having them all written out like that seems like a no, it seems like a no brainer, but times we're like, well, it's so obvious what I need to do. It's in my head. Right. Or
0: I will have so many things to do, but I have a hard time prioritizing or Mm -hmm. um, deciding what should come first. But if I sit down on a Friday and just assign a task to each day, and then I don't have to think about it on that day. It's just written out already. Yep, excellent. Yeah. Let's take a quick break and we will be right back to talk about organizing photos. Are you a member of the DSO Connect community? Join us. We are a free group on Facebook for dance studio owners to connect, share ideas, inspire one another, and provide support. We help troubleshoot each other's problems and celebrate each other's successes. We have two Zoom calls every month, Coffee Chat Fridays and Wind Down Wednesdays, where we get to hang out together with fellow DSOs who really, truly get it. And y'all, I can honestly say that this community is the reason why my studio has survived COVID. Without the amazing support and inspired ideas of the incredible members of this group, I'm not sure I would have made it. So if you're looking for support, connection, and judgment-free advice, join us today. Just search for DSO Connect Community on Facebook and answer the questions to join. We can't wait to meet you.
1: All right. Now we're going to move to organizing our photos. I don't know about you, but I have a lot of digital photos. I have a lot, a lot, a lot of photos. Yes. Yes, indeed.
0: And I, so far, have just been organizing them by date. So in my photos folder in my um, computer, you know, I've got like... Um, open house from 2012, <laughs> and recital from 2016. Um, and so it's just a folder for every event. But then I wind up if I'm searching for a specific photo for a marketing thing, I wind up having to go back through everything and, and, and searching for something specific. And it's, it's a very time intensive process. So Robin, how do
1: you organize your digital photos? I did come up with a little system that could help you with that. Okay, lay it on me. So um, my main photos file has, um, you know, my personal and my business photos kind of in two separate files under that. Now, if we go into my business, I have a promotional file and an archive file. So let's say you're having a sleepover party and you take, you know, a hundred pictures of the kids at the sleepover party and they're all cute and you post them on Facebook and you share them with everyone. You don't wanna get rid of them. You wanna save them for scrapbooking archival purposes. So you you post you save them all under archive. Um, And you probably have that organized according to dates, right? So maybe each year is broken down into each month. And then in each month, you've got all the events that happen in that month. And then you've got the sleepover party, you know, in February of 2021. Mm -hmm. While I'm doing that, I'll pick out one or two awesome pictures that I would use for promotional purposes. So next year when I want to advertise the sleepover party, I don't go back through the 100 pictures. I already know what the best promotional pictures from that event are. And I file those in both places, in both archive and in promotional. So under the promotional folder, I would have just um, each event by in order of the year. So sparkle days in January, sleepover party in February, open Marley night in March, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it doesn't matter what year it was, because if I'm promoting the sleepover party, I don't care if that cute, adorable picture was from 2010. I'm going to use it until I get a better one. you know what I mean so mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what year it is it's not year specific right. and that's worked really well for me um it works for things like you know back mom's helping backstage you find this awesome picture of a class mom help you know putting lipstick on her daughter backstage put that in your class mom folder under promotional and that way when it's time to you know when you need that kind of picture, you know exactly where they are. You don't have to think, oh, that, I know what picture that was. That was in 2017 or 2016. Well, I know it was this theme because of that costume. So now I got to go and look in the program booklets to see what theme we did that year. And then I've got to sift through 10,000 pictures from the recital. So that's how I do it. And it's been working just great.
0: That is awesome. I love that. I'm going to pick a day and put it on my whiteboard on the studio in my office and
1: organize my photos. It's <laughs> also a task you could give like a front desk person as busy. Oh, coming. that's a very good point. You totally could. Yeah. And I, I mean, love that. Definitely make sure that they have a good eye for photos because some people don't. Um, and you might want to proof it. And if you find a dud in there, then just move it back over to archive or delete it or something. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. The other thing when it comes to photos is um, having a standard method for your staff to share their photos with you like a a standard place for them to be for example i'm in florida and there's things happening at the studio and i need pictures so i want the teachers and the parents to be sending me pictures so that i can use them in social media marketing Um, but i find okay some people are sending them through the band app some people are messaging me some people are texting me some people are emailing me so so what we did was we put a uh, we made a google drive that's just um you know, like kind of a a dumping ground for pictures that a teacher may take. um, And then I can go in there and organize them from there into my, either into my archive folder on my hard drive or my promotional folder. But it's kind of like an inbox for pictures that other people are taking. That's
0: great. I love that because I'll have like, you know, a text message, from one person and an email from another person. And yeah, but having one place to, to keep all of that
1: is really, that's a great idea. Yeah, and then if you have a social media manager that works remotely, like I do, um, she can go in there and she can find them. Uh, oh,
0: brilliant. Yeah, Very good.
1: Also, um, I regularly will um, uh, peruse EMC, Stan Studio Moms Facebook pages um, after an event. So like after the recital, I definitely want to see go through all those pictures that the class moms took backstage Mm -hmm. that I didn't, I didn't take them. They're not on my camera. So, and then you pick out the ones that you like. And again, you can put them in promotional or archive and you can repurpose those again.
0: Right. And I'm assuming you ask whoever's, you know, whoever's page you found it on, if you can use that photo.
1: Yeah, I do. And especially if that person happens to be a professional or like have a side photography business, Mm, those mm -hmm. are the people who are very um, particular about reusing their photos without, without you know.
0: Yeah, you want to give proper credit to who took the picture. Yeah, for sure. All right. Let's talk about organizing our digital files. So I have um, a folder in my. So I use one Microsoft OneDrive, which is great because it syncs with my front desk computer and my laptop, so I can access my files anywhere, um, which is great. And um, I have a folder for each season. So I've got a you know twenty nineteen to twenty twenty folder, summer twenty twenty. 2020 to 21 folder, um, where I keep all of the files and documents for each season. So then there's a folder within each season for class schedule and calendars, staff information and deadlines, um, you know, a recital folder in the recital folder, there's a costume folder in the recital folder. There's a, you know, another schedule folder of all the things, um, So that's basically how I keep mine organized. You know, there's a, in each season, there's a, another folder for every event. So for the recital, for the sleepover, for the Valentine's day kids night out, um, for all of those things. And that way I can, when I remake that same event the next year, I can just go back to the previous season and pull up whatever it was. Um,
1: so that's been working for me, Robin, how do you organize your digital files? So I really like your method and I think I might switch mine to yours because Mm. I have each event. And then under the event, I have each year, as opposed to just having the the year. And wh- the reason I like yours better is because um, sometimes I get really confused as to which version I'm on. Because 20, you know, I might go into summer programs. And then under summer programs, there's schedules. And then I've got all the schedules from the last couple of years. And I don't know which one's which right away. (laughs) Uh, I'd rather just go into 2021. And I know that there's no 2020 junk in there. Exactly. But if you want to go back and see, how did we do that in 2016? Cause that was really cool. Then you can easily just go back and see. From. Exactly. Yeah.
0: I also have folders for specific areas of my business. So I've got like a front desk folder where I keep things like, you know, instructions to update the voicemail greeting. Um, and then in front desk folder, there's another folder called email templates. So, you know, when someone asks a question about, you know, those common questions that you get all the time, boop, copy, paste, done, Um, so those email templates are there. There's, I also have a work study folder and I keep all of the information and um, tasks for
1: our work study students live there. The schedules for work study live there. Um, That's really good. I think I might need you to show me how to use OneDrive because mm. I have it and I pay for it. And Mm. I always tell, I always just save things on my hard drive. And then Kathy also has it at the, the front, on her front desk computer, but we don't use it. Oh
0: gosh, you got to use your OneDrive. it's amazing.
1: Okay, you're gonna have yeah. to. I will show you. It's beautiful,
0: you're gonna love it.
1: Life-changing.
0: It's life-changing, yes, it is. <laughs>
1: All right, let's talk about paper files. Oh, I'm so
0: excited to talk about this. It's like the least sexy topic, but I'm so pumped. Okay. <laughs> I have just like reorganized my entire studio filing system because it was set up by my former business partner's wife, who was originally our office manager. Um, and so she set it up in a way that made sense to her. And then when we had our our big business divorce and they left. (laughs) I tried to keep up with what they had implemented, but it didn't work for me. So I wound up having just like massive piles of filing that I needed to catch up on. And I dreaded doing it because this system didn't make sense to my brain so i just sat down over the last couple of weeks and redid my entire filing system and now it makes sense to me so now i can keep up with it so this is another another thing where like what works for me might not work for you but maybe you can take some ideas and make a make a system that works for you and for your business Um, so i have a four drawer filing cabinet um, and I, I like to be minimal about what I actually print out and save because most everything is saved is saved digitally. And because it's on my OneDrive, it's saved in the cloud and I don't have to worry about like my hard drive crashing. It's still there. Um, so a lot of things I don't ever print out, they're just saved digitally. Um, but things that I do print out and um, and organize are like, uh, I have an organizing system for receipts that I really like. I organize them by I organize them by quarter of the year, and I have um, so I've got a hanging file folder for each year. So, 2020 receipts, and then there's a um, a manila folder for each quarter. And what I actually do is I staple a Ziploc a gallon size Ziploc bag to the manila folder. And that way the receipts don't like go everywhere. And I don't organize the receipts chronologically because you just, As long as they're organized by quarter, they don't need to be organized chronologically. I I don't think, you know, they're in there together in their little quarter family and they're fine. Um, So I have a Ziploc bag for quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, quarter four, and then a a hanging file folder for each year. Um, This is also a task that is great for a work study student or an administrative person to organize all your receipts. Um, There are certain things, certain online purchases that I will print out, like, All of my Amazon purchases, I do print out an invoice for each of those because I like to have um, a written proof of what expense account each Amazon purchase should go towards. So that way, when I'm going back through my monthly bookkeeping, it's easier to identify and, um, you know, track all of those expenses. So that's how I do my receipts. Do
1: you have a receipt organizing system, Robin? So... I put my receipt in the mailbox that says Dave. (laughs) And then he collects them and then he scans them and then Mm. throws them away. Yes. He keeps QuickBooks going. That's awesome. And what, and also there are certain people on my team that also can use credit cards, uh, use the studio credit card, or are authorized to make purchases, and they just put their receipts right on in there. That's um, great. So yeah, that works for us. That's awesome. Um,
0: so that's how I organize my receipts. I have um, for my instructors, I have, so, so receipts is one one drawer in my filing cabinet. Instructors is another drawer. And I have a, fold, a hanging file folder for for each instructor, where I keep, you know, their everything they send me when they first apply, their resume, their references, their cover letter. Um, I have each person, you know, when they fill out their contract for the year, that goes in their folder. Their contact list and their uh, their contact information and their emergency contact information goes in their folder. Um, and then I have the way that I do it is I, I save everything from former employees. So that i still have that information if i ever need to grab it um but i put them in the back of the file drawer and their little tabbies for their hanging folders are all on the right side and they're in chronicle or they're in alphabetical order by last name and then my current employees their little tabbies on their hanging folders are on the left side and they're in the front of the of the drawer and they're also um alphabetized by last name but that way i have like former employees, current employees, it's easy to, to find. Um, I do not have, I, I, I use a payroll company and I don't, I, I save a PDF of the payroll reports for each payroll period, but I don't print those out. What I do print out is my own little payroll report that I create that just has the information that I need to enter into QuickBooks. So how much of those gross wages were allocated towards teaching children's classes versus adult classes, versus company rehearsals, versus administrative. I keep track of those different expenses for, uh, for staff pay. Um, and then of course, employee employer taxes, payroll fees as well. So I have this little report that I print out and that's what I make my QuickBooks entry based on. So I just have a file folder for those reports by year what do you do for payroll and all of that? Although I guess you have Jamie, your
1: HR person who organizes all of that for you, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. But what I have done um, kind of on my personal end is since we've been in Florida, since we bought this house in Florida, I had a big white binder, like the biggest binder you could have. Mm -hmm. um, I would have a folder of a section for um, electric bills. Um, One was my checkbook register. One was the, um, the invoices from the the booking agent um and then all the booking you know individual people who are booking whatever so it got to be really cumbersome and when we would come to florida we would want to bring it with us mm. and so we would put it in one of those plastic bags that you that like uh, sheets come in um and it oh this, like, yeah like, like a little okay it's, sort of a, it's like a cube shape mm-hmm. and it, it slid right down in there and then i'd throw it in my suitcase and bring it to florida so that we could deal with Florida things when we're in Florida. Well, the problem is that it was getting bigger and bigger and bigger (laughs) and it takes up a lot of weight in your suitcase. So I was like, okay, that's not gonna work. So anyway, we redid it into a file box and I love this new file system so much that I think I'm gonna get a little file box for my personal bills in Pennsylvania, my personal bills, or my, you know, this is a business here in Florida, um, and then one for studio receipts, and then one for my kids. So that each box, basically, I'm going to get the exact same box and the exact same file folders. And that way, if I'm doing finances for this business, or that business, or this part of life, or that part of life, I just pick up that box Mm. and spread it out on the dining room table or whatever. That's great. Great.
0: I also have um, a kind of uh, kind of like a working file full, file drawer, and then an archival file drawer. So, like the the four drawer file cabinet is in my office, and that's for like things that are done. This is over; it's complete. Check mark. Put it in the in the filing cabinet things that are still in process so like the current years the current quarters receipt folder the current year's payroll reports the current year's bookkeeping um that goes in the file drawer that's actually at the front desk um and that way it's like i know what's like it's it's more readily accessible and i don't have to like go into and look at the whole mess of filing not that it's a mess it's very organized now but the whole filing that sometimes gets overwhelming so I've got like the working drawer and the archival drawer um I've also revamped how I store and and organize my like bookkeeping um uh reports and and filing so like I used to have a separate folder for bank statements a separate folder for Uh, like reconciliation reports, a separate folder for, um, I use studio director. So I, I send transactions from studio director to QuickBooks and I would print out those reports and have a separate folder for all of those that wasn't really working for me. So now I just make a packet for each month. So rather than like doing my month end bookkeeping and then filing in all these different folders, I just put everything together. So each month has a reconciliation report, the bank statement, Um, I also export my transactions from Venmo because I use Venmo for my business, sometimes like paying guest artists or stuff like that. So I do my Venmo statement. Um, I also have in there the um, uh, and the transactions sent from studio director to QuickBooks. So all of that just gets stapled together. And so, you know, that's the, the month of bookkeeping stuff right there in the in the folder for the year.
1: You know, what else has been really helpful for us is when, if you have a studio and you're buying, like you buy a new stereo for studio one Mm -hmm. and buy the extended warranty. And then six months later, something goes wrong with this, with the stereo and you can't find the damn warranty. Right. Where do you keep that? Where do you keep that manual? Where do you keep that warranty information? Where do you put that? So we actually have a drawer at the studio that just has all the file full, you know, the vacuum cleaner. (laughs) <laughs> the air purifier, you know, right. so the, the receipt, a copy of the receipt and the, um, manual. And if there's a warranty or whatever, so that, um, if something goes wrong, you, you're not digging around. That's great.
0: Yeah. yeah. I love that. Another very important file in my filing cabinet in my office is called Casey's happy file. And it's where I file away all of the cards that I get. I like, I put them up on a bulletin board above my desk so that I can look at them. But then every once, you know, it's like, okay, that one's been up there long enough. It's time to replace it with this year's. So I take that down and I put it in my happy folder. And then when I'm having a real shit day, I pull out my happy folder and I read all the wonderful cards and the pictures that my students have drawn for me. And they're right there. And it kind of just, it's like, ah. and even just like, opening the drawer and seeing that folder in there brings Mm -hmm. a smile to my face
1: because I like, Oh yeah, like all that stuff is in there. People love me. People love what I'm doing. I'm doing a good job. (laughs) I love that. I do that as well. And that's important. Yeah. That's a good place to end. I think so too. Fabulous. All right. So Robin, what's your heart happy moment this week? Uh, Oh, yesterday, my uh, cousin who lives in Michigan, uh, he happened to be just working in Orlando. He texted me spontaneously on Saturday night and said, hey, I was thinking about driving over to the West Coast of Florida and visiting you. I was like, yes. So we just sat on the lanai and um, Wally cooked for us and we just talked. And it was just amazing. Nothing over the top special. It was just nice to reconnect with cousins are interesting because yes it's like, we don't see each other all the time, but there's some kind of a connection, mm-hmm. but you're not so close that you go, like get on each other's nerves and hate each other. So <laughs> it's like, I don't know for me and my cousins, cause we're all over the world or all over the country, but um, it was just nice. It's like, Hey, I remember camping with you when we were 10. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. About childhood bonds. And now, it was, it was really nice to just sit and visit and nothing special. It was just nice. That's awesome. What Very about cool. you?
0: Um, let's see. Well, my best friend who um, we met when we were freshmen in college, we were roommates in the dorm um, and... We have for so long just had a regular. At least once a week, we do dinner together. We have taco night, and it, every Monday is tacos. Um, but since the pandemic, we haven't we haven't done that, um, and we haven't really been keeping up with each other because we're just used to seeing each other several times a week, and now we have not been doing that. So we've we feel like we haven't been caught up with each other's lives at all. So I just made a decision or made a, a, a commitment of like, hey, we should just talk on the phone often. <laughs> and um, so we had a really nice phone call the other day and it was like an hour and a half long and we just caught up on all the stuff that's going on in our lives. I'm really glad that we started doing this because she and her husband in June are moving to Washington state. Oh. So I know so I'm like we need to establish a habit of phone calls on the regular so that when you move to the other side of the country we don't just totally drop off of each other's lives so yeah yeah, so that's what we're doing
1: very good yeah yeah
0: all right. Well, thank you for talking all things organizing with me, Robin.
1: Yeah. And if anybody else has any super fabulous ideas, go to DSO Connect Community on Facebook and tell us your organizing ideas because we want to get better at organizing, too.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, again, our systems might not work for For everybody out there and i'm sure that they don't so we definitely want to hear what your organizing systems are um and this friday is our coffee chat uh friday march 5th um so if you're in the community group please join us for that and we're gonna continue this conversation on organizing systems which i mean
1: i feel like to business owners it's exciting (laughs) but even organizing your house there's always like this yeah promise when you like come home with like new bins or new label maker oh my god there's gonna
0: be a new container store opening in my area in the spring and i cannot wait that's great (laughs) i'm so excited (laughs) all right well thank you robin for joining me today and chatting about organizing and again share your thoughts in the group and join us this friday for coffee chats 11 a.m eastern time can't wait to see you all there don't forget to rate review and subscribe to this podcast and we'll be back next week thanks everybody Bye. bye